All right, welcome back, everyone. This is the Didactic Mind podcast, and I am Didact, as always, welcoming back all of my longtime listeners over on Podbean, all of my longtime readers over on the site. And uh, we've got kind of a, a special thing going here today because it's been, number one, a long time since I've done a domain query um, episode. And number two, I've had three or four different requests come in, which I think are well worth addressing. So this episode is one of at least two, um, which I'll record hopefully in the same day, because you never know. I mean, I'm, I'm a lazy sod, actually, believe it or not. Um, when I'm, you know, standing around at home, uh, with not a whole lot to do, I tend not to do a whole lot. I am selectively lazy, as it were. I need something to be lazy about, basically. But uh, I had a couple of queries come in, one via an email to me personally from a reader and one via a comment, and then there were a couple of other comments which came through, which I'd like to answer all at one go, basically. Uh, I do pay attention to what readers say. I do pay attention to what you send me. So please don't feel like uh, I'm ignoring things. I've just been stupidly busy for the last couple of days. But now that's worn off, and uh, I actually got a proper solid night's sleep last night, as opposed to the night before, where I barely slept four hours for various reasons, mostly anxiety. Um, but I'm good now, so I've got some time, and I decided to sit down and record uh, a few things. So the first episode in today's set is a Domain Query about... Uh, essentially something from longtime reader and friend of the site, Randall E6. And that's why this domain query is titled what it is. Uh, effectively, it's titled To Settle or Suffer. That's basically the, the title of today's domain query, section one. Uh, the, here's the full email from Randall E6. And uh, thank you, my friend, for sending this in. And... Um, what he uh, here's here's what he sent in for uh, a request for one of your next episode. I'm quoting here a request for one of your next episodes. I suppose you could call it hope for a hail mary woman or just grind on. I was walking the park one day and noticed something. All the couples walking the paths had muscular men, and half the women were fat, another quarter overweight, and only the remaining quarter was thin. Simply put, even if I achieve the body of Adonis, all I'm going to get is a fat, worthless whore. This makes me wonder, is it a better idea to simply grind onto an early retirement via stock market investment? Nikolai Vladivostok's The Poor Man's Guide uh, to Building uh, Wealth is my Bible for this? Question mark. I know that in Latin America, a gringo with just even just $1 million, equating to a 40k at a 4% withdrawal rate per year, would be living at the minimum a middle class lifestyle, if not a fully upper middle class one. I could live well, and courtesy of Latin America's poor social safety net for women, I would have a fairly wide selection of mujeres, uh, uh, Spanish for women. Uh, returning, if I go that route, though, how do I keep myself functioning in the meantime? I have to live long enough to live to enjoy the benefits of early retirement, after all. What do I do to keep my body from aging into a broken, dottering, sick, uh, corpse? It's dollaring, uh, 2Ds. Your advice would be greatly appreciated. Sorry, dude. Um, I am a certified grammar Nazi. So, you know, I, when I'm reading through this, I'm like, 
there's a missing Oxford comma. There's misspellings. Sorry, it's just that that's that's my OCDness. Um, but it, look, it, it's it's a very good question. Um, it is genuinely a very good question, and I think this is something that is sitting on the minds of a lot of young men today. Uh, there there are no easy answers to this question, and I have grappled with this myself during my time in the U.S. for a long, long time. Uh, I spent most of my, well, all of my 20s and most of my early 30s really like starved for female attention while I was there. And um, what what little of it I got was not high quality at all. It really, it wasn't. Um, and I really, it really hurt. Uh, it was really painful to be in one of the most, um, you know, one of the biggest metro areas in the world, if not, yeah, one, one of the biggest, it's not the biggest. And Moscow's metro area is enormous. And actually that isn't even all that big compared to some of the stuff you find in the dirt world. Anyway, um, the issue here is, Let's tackle this in stages. The issue here is, number one, uh, this idea of good men being stuck with lousy women. That, unfortunately, is true in most of the Western world. And I'm sorry to say that, but it's just true. If you live in a big city in the USA, Canada, the UK, Australia, well, Australia is the world's biggest open-air prison, um, New Zealand, where the, the the hatchet-faced woman who leads the country essentially by diktat has now tried to ram through laws just today uh, against smoking, so that they've basically banned smoking forever. Look, you will not find a more anti-smoking nut than me. I, I can't stand smokers. It, it, I find it physically disgusting to be around them. But I'm never going to call for a ban on smoking. That's just retarded. And the women in New Zealand in particular are supposed to be some of the most promiscu- promiscuous in the world. Oh, by the way, uh, speaking of pronunciation, while we're on the subject, uh, uh, Nikolai uh, Vladivostok, Vladivostok, I think that's how you pronounce the name, uh, technically, he's not Russian. He's actually Australian, I think. Uh, but obviously, with a Russian background. So, if I'm in, if I mispronounce your name, sorry, dude, uh, my mistake. Uh, um Hopefully, I corrected it. Jeez, my Russian pronunciation is getting worse by the day. It's depressing. Uh, I, I really need to go back there soon if they'll let me in. Now, as Randall E6 has pointed out. Life in the West gets worse by the day for men. You could be the most jacked and muscular and rich guy out there, and you would still be only in the top 5% of men. Women today are conditioned to look in the West for the top 1% or 0.1% of men, and they're not holding up their end of the deal. Why is that? Because of the way hypergamy works. We know this, right? This is Red Pill 101. Women today are college educated. They are, they make up the majority of women, uh, of, of students on college campuses. They make up the majority of people getting bachelor's degrees and master's degrees. And eventually they will be the majority getting PhDs. So they're never going to date down in terms of educational attainment. 
they are running around looking for the best men that they can find because everyone else is beneath them, which means that if you are not a physical specimen as well as a financially well-off, secure individual, you're not going to make it in that environment. Now, this is sadly the reality in most of the Western world, and that's just the way it is. You can't really get away from it. There are exceptions, and I think despite the gloomy tone of the question, it's important, vitally important, to make note of these exceptions. You can still go to places within the continental United States, to suburbs and villages and towns where there are still attractive women who have not been corrupted by the evil of uh, many of the big cities. But this would require you to move and sacrifice. You can, as Captain Capitalism, uh, good friend Aaron Clary, made clear in a classic post, uh, it was a seminal post from a while back, several years ago, you can have the 1950s back anytime you want. You just have to work for it. And it sounds like Randall E6 is willing to do the work. He's willing to put in the effort. And indeed, you have to do that. You have to put in the effort to get away from this toxic, awful environment. Now, insofar as the issue of being the most muscular or strong or having the best body, that is a category error. It is not necessary to do that to get a good woman. It is necessary to basically stick to being a good and godly man. And that means sticking to the fundamental principles espoused in the, the in both testaments, really. Um, this is hard. This is genuinely very hard, it, it, as it should be. What you need to do to get female attention is entirely counterintuitive to everything that society tells you. And in some cases, it's counterintuitive to what the red pill crowd will tell you as well. You don't need to be a scheming, Machiavellian, mildly psychopathic, mildly narcissistic character. You can do it by showing integrity, honesty, honor, strength, etc. Leadership, especially. You can do these things. And you will, in the process, attract a higher class of woman. But it will take time. And the women in question may well not be worth it. I can tell you this from my personal experience. I'm in my, well, basically I'm, I'm getting older these days. Um, I don't look it, weirdly enough. I don't have as much gray hair as somebody my age should. But, um, I was, I, I gave a talk recently on resilience because of everything I've been through, you know, and many of you have, have, have listened to me talk about that and it, it's not been a fun ride. But I got up in front of a, a mixed group of, you know, at least 50% women. And the two or three speakers who came before me, people were checking their phones. They were saying, oh, okay, whatever. I mean, this is 10, 15 minutes. I'm not going to get back. When I got up and I spoke, I did so with force and conviction and passion in my voice about what I was discussing. There was real emotion on display. There was real, uh, there was a real story on display. And I could tell just by looking at the audience, they were all like, whoa, okay, this guy has my attention. And I got a lot of feedback afterwards saying, you did, you gave an amazing speech. 
you did an amazing job. That's the kind of thing you need to show in order to get a good woman, not necessarily the best physique. Having a great physique helps. It can help compensate for certain genetic shortcomings. If you are below five foot six in height, look, sorry, you're always going to have problems in the dating market. There's no getting away from this. Women don't like short men as a general rule. Sorry, it is what it is. If you are balding or fat, you can compensate for some of that by having a good physique. That's true. If you are not wealthy, you can compensate for that through physical attributes. That's true, but only to a limited extent. And this gets to the second half of Randall E6's query. The, is it better to simply grind out an early retirement or is it better to chase women now? My answer to this is that it is sort of a false dichotomy because if you get to an early retirement, what are you going to do? And Randall E6 correctly acknowledges this in the latter half of his email. He correctly points out that if he gets to a point where he can check out in life, what's he going to do to keep himself from going crazy? Because a man needs a purpose in life. So my way of answering that question is as follows. Work in within the confines of this sick and dying society for as long as you need to in order to start off on your own. Uh, set up a suitable sort of nest egg um, behind you and essentially use that as your cushion to move on. Now, this the answer is complicated somewhat by the fact that if you are looking to get out and explore the world and see resettle in a different country and move on and leave the dying west behind then it's much easier to do so with some passports than with others if you're a westerner if you have an american or canadian or european or british or even japanese singaporean australian new zealand passport those sorts of very advanced very uh, well-off countries, Israel, if you have an Israeli passport, for instance, uh, or even actually to some extent a Turkish passport, you can kind of get away with a lot of these things. You can do this a lot more easily than somebody like me can, because I've got a, a shit passport from a shithole country. You know, that might offend some of you who are listening to this. I really don't care. I mean, that's, that's just the truth. Um, if you have a good passport, then this is a reasonable option to get out while you can. So the answer to the question is conditional. Here's where you start. Number one, which do you value more, money or women? There's that great quote from, um, from, oh my God, I can't believe I, I've forgotten his name, uh, from Scarface. Al Pacino, whoever he's playing in Scarface, I forget the name of the character. That's just, that's shocking to me. Uh, Tony Roman, I guess? Anyway, you, you know what he says. First you get the money, then you get the power, then you get the women. Whatever that, uh, whatever he was saying. And my Hispanic accent is terrible, I know. But that's, that's, the, that's the route to do it. Which one do you value most? Money now or women now? Um, from a Christian perspective, of course, neither is good. You're not fulfilling yourself spiritually or, um, 
or uh, well, you're not you're not really fulfilling yourself spiritually. You're not doing what God intends for you. God doesn't want you to just sit there and make piles of money. Um, he wants you to have a purpose in life. He wants you to have a vision in life. So from a red pill perspective, from a from an agnostic red pill perspective, that, that is the binary choice. Money now or women now. Depend on, take what you, choose which one you want. If it's women now, then hit the gym. Uh, get out there, get involved with women as much as you can. And what that means is go out there uh, and be around women and get comfortable with being around beautiful women. Seek them out, seek out their company, seek out their interests um, and don't be put off by them. And really don't play their game. Elevate yourself above it. When they come at you pretending like you're not good enough for them, literally just nuke their bitch shield immediately and do it as hard as and fast as possible. Put them in their place because what they're saying is ridiculous. They are not above you. You are above them. And that's how you should approach them. If money now is more important and women later is, is better for you, then concentrate on grinding away, get your life savings stored away and start planning your exit. Latin American countries are a good prospect. Eastern Europe is a very good prospect. But understand that both paths will fall short because this is exactly what Randall E. Six refers to in the last sentence of his email. If I go that route through, go that route though, how do I keep myself functioning in the meantime? I have to live long enough to enjoy the benefits of early retirement, comma, after all. What do I do to keep my body from aging into a broken, doddering corpse? Okay. This is where the Christian perspective comes in and says to the red pill perspective, you're missing a lot. You're missing the wood for the trees, which it is. The red pill perspective can help you get uh, to achieve hedonistic, carnal, or monetary aims now and in the near future. But it cannot give you a purpose in life. Every single agnostic or atheist or non-serious Christian red pillar that's out there has essentially burned out. Every single one. Every one has essentially said, you know what, I've had enough of women. I've had enough of grinding for a future that may never come, given a Western world that, that clearly hates me. I'm going to check out of the system. I'm going to go my own way. I'm going to, I mean, real MGTOWs, not, you know, the, the, the gamma incel MGTOWs who give the movement such a bad name these days. Real MGTOWs who've accomplished real things in life and have basically said, like, I give up on this fight. I'm done. I, I'm not interested anymore. From a Christian perspective, that's a terrible option to take. It's, it's, it's appallingly bad. From a Christian perspective, we're always in the fight. We're always at war. We're fighting a spiritual war against evil. We don't get the option to check out. We don't get the ability to just say, oh, I give up. I'm done. No, you, you can't take your ball and just go home. It doesn't work like that. From a Christian perspective, we have a purpose in life. And we have to orient ourselves towards the truth of God, of Jesus Christ, and fight in his name. That's our goal. We don't fight with weapons. We fight with prayer and fasting and steadfast, stubborn refusal to give in to the dictates of evil. 
even if that's as simple as just refusing to wear a mask on a on a, uh, a metro or a train or a bus, just refusing to give in, even if it's that's as simple as just holding a church open for services, when the government says you must shut down, that's the kind of resistance that we believe in. And that's the kind of resistance and strength that will give you purpose in life. Coming back to that talk that I gave earlier on, I'm not a rich man, at least not on paper. I mean, well, okay, that's not quite true. On on paper, I am worth something. And most of that is tied up in investments. I am cash poor asset, asset sort of rich, basically. Um, I am not an interesting, at least I don't think I'm an interesting man. I am not a charismatic man. I am not a particularly good looking man, or at least I don't think I am. I'm told by other women I'm actually quite handsome. I don't think I am. Okay. Let me make that very clear. I don't have an Adonis-like figure. I am basically kind of a, a chubby power lifter. That's really the best way to think of me. Lots of muscles hidden under quite a bit of fat. That's me. So when women come up to me after I'm done giving a talk or after I'm done uh, presenting something and they're like, wow, you were so cool. I mean, that was so amazing. I'd love to hear more about you. I find it quite bizarre because to me, it's nothing special, but to them, they hear the conviction and the power of that truth, which I'm trying to tell. And that's how you stop yourself from being uh, a broken down old man or a broken down middle-aged man, a dissolute wreck of a person who just spends his time boozing and wasting time with women on a beach somewhere. That's a terrible place to be. You don't want to be that middle-aged poonhound who's, you know, chasing tail in Thailand, in, in the flesh pots of Thailand or in Brazil or Colombia or Ukraine or you don't want to be that guy. You want to be that guy who brings value to other people. And the way you do that is by pointing yourself at what is true. For a Christian, that's really remarkably easy. We don't have to defend what we believe in. We really don't. It's We don't have to lie about it. We don't have to twist ourselves into knots. We literally just have to say, Jesus is Lord, and take it from there. That's it. It's easy. It's so easy for us to defend what is true, because we know what we're defending. That's what you have to do to stop yourself from becoming a broken-down shell of a man. You have to point yourself at what is true. Now, in the case of Randall E. Six, I don't know what what his um, his belief system is. I don't know what he considers to be ultimate truth. All I can tell him is, if you direct yourself to what is unquestionably true, objectively unquestionably true, then you have a real start. I'll give you a very specific example from my life. Uh, as most of you know, uh, last year I started a venture with my friend Kyle Trouble called Limitless Living. It was a project designed to help men get out of exactly the kind of scenario that Randall E6 is describing. Lousy women, lousy prospects, awful living conditions, a, de- a deteriorating, fracturing, self-destructing Western world to better prospects overseas and better health and uh, better life. 
And it was, it wasn't, it, you know, it wasn't particularly successful. It really wasn't. I think we priced it too high. I think we went for the wrong clientele. I think we, uh, blew out our own expectations way beyond what they should have been. I don't think we planned it as well as we should have. And while the people who downloaded the course got a lot out of it, I don't think we really thought through what the implications were um, and how to build a real business around it. We just sort of thought too short term. But there was a core of truth embedded in that idea, which I plan to build upon and take forward. If I can do that, that gives me purpose over the next six to eight months, six months to a year. I can use that to push myself forward. And believe me, when you're on your own and you're trying to set up your own gig and um, build your own web presence and build your own business, finding the motivation to do that is really hard. You have to find it from inside somehow. Um, you have to find something that really energizes you, gives you hope and and joy and makes you want to show up for the fight. In my case, what gives me joy and gives me hope and gives me desire to show up and keep fighting is just that innate burning desire to stick to what is true. Not everybody's going to be like that. Some people are going to be like, you know what? I just, I, I want to play music. Okay. Find yourself a, a path to playing music in a way that makes you happy and makes other people around you happy. Um, I was in Bali two years ago, uh, almost exactly actually, two, a little over exactly two years to the day, today. And this, I, I was in a, um, a very nice restaurant in uh, near Ubud in the mountains. And uh, Bali, if you've never been there, is just a staggeringly beautiful place. I've been there uh, three times, I think, in my life. And this, uh, this, this third time was the best by far. And I was there, you know, in this, in this restaurant watching, as it happened, two Russian lesbians, um, who unfortunately were there kind of stinking up the place for everybody else. I mean, these being Russians, they're Russian lesbians, so they're a lot better looking than lesbian lesbians anywhere else. But, you know, they're, they're lying on a couch together and doing whatever they're doing, and it's like, ugh. But this old white guy comes in and he sits down on the piano and he starts playing. And I'm looking around going, who is this guy? He's really, really good. He's obviously just some guy who retired to Bali and is happy to be there and is just doing this as a way to keep himself happy. But he, he spoke in very heavily accented Indonesian, which I happen to speak. Uh, so I knew exactly what he was saying. But heavily accented, very Americanized Indonesian. But, you know, he's happy to be there. And the, the owner of the bar is happy. The owner of the restaurant is happy for him to be there as well. That's the kind of relationship that you can find. And you should never, ever look at it in terms of, okay, I'm going to go somewhere and just retire and spend the rest of my life waking up and sipping daiquiris or... Is that too girly a drink? I guess it is. Caperinha's uh, by the beach um, at sunset and I'm going to be surrounded by these beautiful women. Now, look, dude, that's going to get old really fast. I mean, within a couple of years, you're going to be like, okay, this sucks. 
uh, I'm, I'm tired of this. I'm tired of dealing with women's drama. I'm tired of dealing with um, the, the, the inconveniences and the pestilences and the irritations and the annoyances of the third world. Because believe me, moving to the third world is hard. It's really hard. It takes a tremendous toll upon you mentally and physically. It really does. I've spent a lot of my time in the dirt world. It's not fun. And it's not fun because everything that you take for granted in the Western world doesn't work the same way in the third world. If you spend a significant amount of your time in India, for instance, what you'll find is that the infrastructure is so bad and so broken and so terrible. And the, the worst part is nobody around you, the natives, nobody wants to do anything to fix it. It's like they all have this mindset of, oh, well, that's just the way it is. It's somebody else's problem. Let them worry about it due entirely to their messed up caste system, they have this mindset of, it's not my problem. It's somebody else's problem to fix. I don't have to worry about that. It's not my job. That mindset deliberately destroys their country. And it makes living there pure hell for anybody who's used to things just kind of working and people working hard and people doing good things because they want to do things, because they're motivated to do things. It's very hard on you spiritually and emotionally and psychologically. Believe me, I know. So to overcome those barriers, which you are going to encounter if you leave the West and you go to a different country like Ukraine, just talk to Kyle Trouble, you know, my, my good buddy. Uh, he will tell you, and he has written about this many times, about how just something as simple as getting a doctor to visit you is a massive headache, especially these days with, you know, the coof and all the stupid restrictions they have. Getting simple, basic things done in Ukraine is hard. Getting the same simple, basic things done in a place like Argentina or Colombia or Brazil is going to be just as hard. So if you don't have something to motivate you and energize you and keep you pushing forward, always forward, you will not have fun. You will not enjoy your life. How do you do this? Number one, coming back to the original premise of this entire discussion, is it better to chase women now or money now? Or more specifically, is it better to get yourself in a good shape so you can chase women now? Or should you chase money now, you know, grind away really hard and retire at the age of 40 uh, or even younger? Have a million dollars sitting in the bank, etc. Okay. It's not, it's not, it's not a binary or trinary, trinary, triune, tri, it's, it's not, it's not that kind of, uh, conditional choice. It's not, you know, it's not exactly branching logic like that. Not from a Christian perspective. The, the Christian's answer to this is find what is true, fix yourself upon that truth and engage yourself, mind, body, heart, and soul toward that truth. That's the Christian answer to it. What does that mean in practice? It means, number one, always have discipline in your life of some kind. To me, discipline means physical exercise. It means that I don't go more than one or two days a week without doing some kind of exercise. And in fact, I don't go 
uh, at all throughout the week without at least going for a walk during the day. You know, just outside, get some fresh air, go for a walk, engage my muscles, engage my mind. Uh, that discipline has to be there in your life. So you need to spend at least one hour a day on physical activity. Number two, save up money wherever you can, but don't make money your ultimate aim. If that's true, you will never serve the truth. You cannot serve both money and God. No man can serve two masters. Jesus, the, the, you know, the big, the big cheese himself said it exactly, well, not exactly like that, but very close to that. He said, you cannot serve, a man cannot serve two masters. You cannot love both money and God. So save up as much money as you can, but don't make having money your ultimate objective. Because if you do, you're going to make moral and uh, spiritual compromises that you cannot undo. Eventually, you will compromise yourself at the point where you won't recognize yourself anymore. Save up as much money as you can. If you want to get out of where you are, there's nothing wrong with that, I don't think. Save up money until you're ready to make that exit. And my Limitless Living course, back when Kyle and I did it, would help you to do that. It will help you to do that even more once I relaunch it, which will hopefully be in the new year. And it'll be at a much lower price, by the way. It'll be, uh, the, the price will be significantly lower. Um, than it was when, when we ran it. So at any rate, that course and other things like it will help you find the resources to get out when you need to. Number three, understand that what you're signing up for is going to take a toll on you. It will. I mean, you will give up a hell of a lot by moving away from where you are to wherever you want to be. It's not going to be fun. It's not going to be all fun and games. Number four, because it's going to take such a toll on you, make sure that you are ready for that and always keep your eye fixed on what is true. Understand that chasing women and spending money are going to get really old really fast. So focus instead of enjoying your life with lots of beautiful women, focus instead on finding the few good ones that you really actually like spending time around. Focus instead on finding other men better than yourself wherever you go. That's the key to staying sane, by the way, is finding people who are better than you in areas where you want to be better. If you are a good musician or a good artist or a good public speaker or a good writer, find people Branch out from your existing circle. You know, when you move overseas, talk to people in those circles. Learn the language, by the way. You have to learn the language. That's critical. Otherwise, you're going to find yourself isolated and cut off. Make every effort to fit in. Learn the language. Be part of the culture and start branching out within that culture to find people who are better than you in those areas where you want to improve because they will have a natural pulling effect on you. You're going to become a better person just by hanging around them and by trying to match their accomplishments and by trying to learn from them. That's how you stay motivated in the future. And most importantly, number five, I guess, yeah. Um, make sure you know who you're serving. If your desire is to serve God, and mine is, speak the truth. Don't deceive people. Don't pretend that something is other than what it is. 
Let your yes be yes and your no be no. All else is from the devil. That's it. Focus on what is true. Focus on becoming better every day. Focus on moving forward in your life and you're going to get there eventually. If you wish to leave the country you're in, do so under no illusions about what you're going to face and make sure that you become a part of the culture that you end up living in. There's nothing worse than an ugly gringo going to Latin America and not fitting in or to Ukraine or Russia where he won't fit in and people are going to take him for a ride no matter what because he's very obviously a foreigner. I mean, the Russians, the, 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 the Slavic peoples, you know, I can't, I can't speak for Ukrainians because I don't know them. I can speak for Russians. They are the most welcoming and kind people anywhere on earth, but you're going to have to kind of push your way into their society. You have to prove that you're worthy of them. Once you get past that initial cold reserve, you're going to find they are the kindest and nicest people you've ever met. They'll give you the coat off their back to keep you warm, but you have to join the club. You have to earn your way into their trust. You're going to have to do that when, when you get to wherever you're going. So keep these principles in mind, and hopefully this has been helpful. Um, I think I've answered the question in full. What do you concentrate on now? Concentrate on discipline. Concentrate on having a goal. I do think that things are going to get worse in the West. I don't think that there's much point in trying to move around within the West to find a better woman. Um, if you are willing to do so, more power to you, great. If you want to leave, get out. Um, but be aware that you need certain prerequisites to do so. You need a, a good passport and you need to have money saved up and you need to have a plan for what you're going to do when you leave. The way you have that plan is you find, you, you integrate into the society you're going into. You find people who are better than you, especially men. You actively, consciously model your behaviors and your patterns upon them. And you become better day by day. And in the process, if you haven't already found a woman by the time you get there, a good woman will find her way into your life. Because women outside of the West are not as crazy and as ridiculous as women in the West are. I know from very, very extensive personal experience with, you know, a few women, but very extensive personal experience outside of the West with those women. So that's my advice. I hope that's been helpful. Um, as always, like, share, comment, and subscribe. Uh, let me know if there are any follow-up questions you have. Randall E6, you've got my email. Um, and be sure to uh, send me a message once you get this. And uh, yeah, well, uh, hopefully that, that answers the question. Uh, and this has been Domain Query. To settle or to grind. And I am Didact, signing off.